Hi, and welcome to the Arana Hills Church of Christ podcast. We hope this message brings you closer to knowing God, finding freedom in Him, and understanding what He has in store for you and your community. To learn more about Arana Hills Church of Christ, head to aranahills.church. We hope you enjoy this message. Morning, everyone. This morning we've been singing about faithfulness and uh, AJ shared about God's faithfulness with communion and we're going to keep going on that theme. We're going to spend a bit of time talking about God's faithfulness. Now I was struck a couple of weeks ago listening to a podcast and there was a bishop on the podcast and he said, I'd just been on holidays with my grandkids, they were nine and eleven. And they were telling me all about Harry Potter. He said, I had no idea about it. And he said, I couldn't believe their comprehension of Harry Potter, their understanding of all the complexity and the big themes running through and how every little detail related to the big themes. And they'd say to me, Granddad, this little incident, this is important because of what happened back then. And it's really important because of what's going to happen in the future and he came away from his holidays thinking man I wish the adults in my church understood the Bible the way these kids understand Harry Potter and that really stuck with me and this morning we're going to think about one of the big themes that run through the Bible and that is God's faithfulness he'll never leave us he'll never forsake us He's worthy of our trust. And I want to read a verse to start with in the book of Exodus. Now this verse is fascinating to me. I'm just going to read one verse, a couple of verses. Because when we come to this verse, this is God saying to his people, this is who I am. This is me. And what makes it really fascinating is when we think about what has just happened. Because God has miraculously, gloriously led his people out of slavery, miracle after miracle. God goes off with Moses and within five minutes the people have built themselves another God, a golden calf. Their disloyalty is shocking. How fickle they are. How quickly they just moved on and turned their back on God. Their faithfulness is staggering. And it's in the light of that that God comes and he says, this is who I am. And what we find out that God is nothing like us. Because when people betray us, it's done. We're finished. You and I, we can't, what we had is gone. We can't carry on. But this is what God said to his people. And I'm reading in Exodus chapter 34. And I'm actually going to read from verse 5. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, 
the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. This was God's testimony of who he is. Now, it's interesting with human beings. If someone comes to us and says, this is one of my qualities, this is what I'm really good at, it's pretty unusual for us just to accept it. What we normally do is we will hold it loosely and we'll wait for evidence. I remember once there was a person I worked with and he was always telling me how remarkably he was at diffusing conflict. How he had this gift. And I thought, okay. And I held that loosely. Hadn't seen the evidence. And one day we were in a work meeting and tensions rose and there was conflict. And I looked over and I thought to myself, right, buckle up, cowboy. Let's see what you got. (laughs) And I watched him and to his credit, he did diffuse the conflict. I thought, okay. I'll now accept your claim. I've seen some evidence. And this is what we're like with God. We hear his claim, and we, but we wait for evidence. Now what's interesting about this verse is it's repeated over and over in the Old Testament. David repeats it. Joel, Jonah, Nehemiah. It gets repeated over and over. But when it's repeated, it's not God's testimony. It's their own testimony. What God had said was proven to be true. He's proven himself faithful. And this theme of God's faithfulness, it sits not just over the entire Bible, but it sits over our lives. And every day... There's an opportunity to see God's faithfulness. Every problem we encounter, every hurdle, every tragedy, it's an opportunity to see God's faithfulness. This is why Paul says in Romans, he says, we go from faith to faith because our faith is God's faithfulness in us. Last week when AJ shared, he left us with a challenge. And his challenge was, are you prepared to wait? When we encounter difficulties, we have a problem. We see the issue, we say it, we do something, and then we have to wait. Now, I don't know if you've ever really thought about why faithfulness is so important to us. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. And I think faithfulness is, the need for faithfulness is wired hard in our DNA. As human beings, we crave faithfulness. As little infants and babies, we need the faithfulness of our parents. We need someone who we know is 100% reliable. I had a little insight into that last weekend. I got to hold little Harvey, Abby and Mike's little boy. He's not little, he's massive. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to Mike and 
Harvey was in his arms and he was smiling at me. And he was a confident smile. And he, he looked bold. Anyway, Mike passed him to me and I noticed this subtle change. All of a sudden, his smile was a bit nervous. His body language became a little tense. And he would intermittently look to see where Mike was. And his confidence and his boldness diminished. And eventually he made his way back to Mike and straight away I could see the change in body language because his dad was faithful. His dad was trustworthy and when he was in the arms of his dad, there was a security there. There was a peace, there was a safety and he relaxed and he became bold and he became confident again. And faithfulness is so important to us. As we grow older and we go to school and we don't have our parents, what we want more than anything now is a friend. And we want a friend who's faithful. More than anything, we want a friend who won't suddenly ditch us for someone cooler. We need that. That's what we want more than anything is a friend who will be faithful. And as we get older and we get married and more than anything we want faithfulness from our workplace, from our business, from our family, friends. So important to us. And if anyone ever betrays the trust we put in them, it is devastating. If someone who we trust abandons us, betrays us, hurts us, it's devastating because faithfulness is so important to us. Now I have a theory. My theory is this, that human beings, we love faithfulness so much, this is why we have dogs. Once upon a time we needed dogs for functional traits, help us get food, protect our property, um, round up sheep. Most of us don't need that. And yet we're compelled to have dogs. And I believe we have dogs because we want their faithfulness. Because we know faithfulness is hard to find. But with a dog, it's there. Now there was a, there was a, a fellow called um, Francis of Assisi, who was the patron patron saint of animals and he had a theory and his theory was that animals actually are messengers and reflectors of the divine and I believe him I agree with him some of you have heard my cow stories the Bible talks about God being like a lion and so I believe Francis of Assisi that animals are actually reflectors of his divine glory. And this morning, I want to share with you a story about a dog we used to own called Humphrey. Now, I should point out, um, dogs reflect God's nature. Cats don't. (laughs) Sorry to all the cat people. But cats reflect Satan. Right? 
I'm serious. <laughs> when I was growing up, our family had a cat and it was like the family had an abusive boyfriend. <laughs> okay. It was psychotic. If it wanted something, it would purr and it was affectionate. As soon as it got what it wanted and you went to pat it, it would attack you. Dogs aren't like that. Now let me tell you the story of Humphrey. And I believe that Humphrey reflected the divine. For Vanessa's 28th birthday, I bought her a puppy. And the moment I placed that puppy in her arms, um, her and Humphrey became inseparable. And I became the third wheel. <laughs> Humphrey liked me, but he was besotted with Vanessa. And he was connected to her, literally. Joined at the hip, they were in constant contact. And I've never been able to top that birthday present. Now, at the time we got Humphrey, we'd been struggling for years with fertility and trying to have a family. And three months after getting Humphrey, Vanessa became pregnant. Now, my theory, and I can't prove it, I think that Humphrey brought Vanessa so much happiness that it actually had an impact on her emotional, physiological well-being. And I attribute that to Humphrey. AJ spoke last week about miracles happening and sometimes we don't realise it. And so I think Humphrey was a miracle. And Humphrey never left Vanessa's side. And if we go to the next slide, uh, it was only a few months later, uh, probably six months later, uh, we had Steffi. And then Humphrey still liked me, but he loved Steffi. And he was a serious dog. He was a very solemn, serious dog, even as a puppy. And he decided, he took on himself that he was going to protect Steffi. He was going to co-parent with us. <laughs> and wherever Steffi was, you would find Humphrey right near her, or if he wasn't near her, he was watching her. He never left her. He was reflecting the divine. And when Steffi got a bit older, she went through that really tactile phase where anything squishy, she would poke. And she loved to explore Humphrey's face and find all the squishy bits. And sometimes she would see him lying there and she would grin and she would crawl over. And Humphrey would see her coming and he would just have this resigned look like, <laughs> this is going to hurt. And she would poke fingers so far up his ear, I'm sure she touched his brain. Um, but he never reacted. He just endured. He was faithful, he was loyal. Slow to anger. He reflected the divine. If we go to the next photo, this is a really significant photo of Humphrey. This was a time where we have a property down at Stanthorpe and we had a working bee and we're all in the house busy. And we put Steffi out in the yard so the noise wouldn't wake her up. And Humphrey just realised she was alone and he went over there and he just sat next to her and he did not move. He had 100 acres 
of rabbits and bushland and paddocks to play in. But he stayed next to her. He wasn't prepared to leave her. He was reflecting the divine. And there were so many instances. I remember once we went to the beach and Steffi was sleeping in the pram and we took her pram right down to the water and we were swimming. We were trying to call Humphrey in. And he sat next to her and you could see he wanted to come in but he refused to leave her. She was reflecting the divine nature of God, of never leaving, never forsaking. If we go on to the next slide. It wasn't long. Our fertility problems came to an abrupt end. Jake came around very quickly. We had the opposite problem of working out how we we're going to halt production. <laughs> anyway, that's Humphrey's official meeting with Jake. And when we brought him home, I'm sure he was like, oh, no, another one. <laughs> but he was faithful. And he committed to looking after both Steffi and Jake. And so he was constantly on the move between the two of them. And Humphrey, for us, reflected the divine nature of God. He revealed to us what faithfulness looks like. Now, sadly, Humphrey wasn't very old. He developed sudden kidney failure. And all of a sudden, he became really unwell. And we took him to the vet, and the vet said, look, his kidneys are they're gone. He's, there's nothing we're going to do. He's going to die. And he said, look, it's... We can put him down now if you like, but he's not in pain, so if you want, you can take him home, have a day with him. And so we took him home to have one last day. It was a very sad day in our house. And we decided we were going to stay by his side. We were going to be faithful to him try and repay him, the least we could do to repay him for his faithfulness. And I'll never forget Humphrey because he revealed God's nature to us. He gave me a greater understanding of what faithfulness is. And now I agree, I agree with St. Francis of Assisi that animals are messengers and reflectors of the divine. I remember once I had a, when I was probably 12 or 13, there was an old man in our church and he was really bent over, he was hard to understand and as kids when we were running past sometimes he would grab us and he would pull us in and as kids we were freaked out a bit and he'd always tell us about how God had never failed him. This was a man who'd lived through wars and depressions. And as kids, we were always trying to get away. I look back now and I think, man, I wish I had have listened to him. I wish I had have said to him, tell me about God's faithfulness. Tell him what, how God proved himself to you. And I regret that I never did that. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to share with you the testimony of another old man. If we go to the next slide. This is King David. And at the end of his life, he wrote a psalm, Psalm 103. And that was his testimony to God's faithfulness. We all sang earlier, remember how our God has never failed us. 
And this was David's song, his tribute that God had never failed him. If we think about David, David was a man who had that many ups and downs, that many tragedies. His family imploded. He had children die. He had children turn on him, trying to kill him. It was a disaster. And yet at the end of his life, he was able to look back and he was able to testify to God's faithfulness, that God never let him down. Through everything, God was there. So the worship team can come back up if they like. Let me read Psalm 103. This is David's testimony to the faithfulness of God. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. He's going to quote Exodus now. This is not God's testimony. This is his testimony. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love, He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does not repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting... The Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness, with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants, who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works. Everywhere in his dominion, praise the Lord, my soul. I want to leave you with, again, with AJ's challenge from last week. Are you ready to wait? Are you ready 
to allow God to prove his faithfulness. Because this is what God wants. He wants us to grow from faith to faith. Every time we sing a a line like, remember how our God has never failed us, every year that should be more meaningful. It should be more powerful. Because God wants our faith to grow. Not through knowledge, but through experiencing his faithfulness over and over. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. Thank you for joining us today. If you were encouraged by the message and would like to hear more sermons like this, make sure you hit subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. To experience other messages, videos, and live services, head to oranahills.church and navigate to the resources tab. Thanks for listening.